Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Creative Alchemist podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you so, so much. If you'd like to become a supporter and help make this show possible, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the creative alchemist to become a monthly supporter. Thank you all again and enjoy. Hey, welcome back. So this is part two of my interview with Eric Ray. Um, If you heard the first part, then you know we had experienced some technical difficulties right before this, but uh, we we got back on it and welcome back because he has a lot of great things to say. So enjoy this second half of my interview with Eric Ray. So part of part of my connection to Gonga as I look back on it now as an adult is, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Afro, I'm Afro Latino. And this instrument really for me represented this beautiful synthesis of these parts of me um, that prior to my experience on the Gonga, I had not quite integrated. They were very, they felt like very separate parts of me, which just sounds even wild to say now um, as an, Mm. as an adult, but, but they were, they were, you know, they was like at home. I just felt like me, uh, but out in the world, um, I was a black guy. Yeah. And somehow those two things didn't connect um, for a long time. So, uh, so the drumming very early on, and really, you know, through much of my adult life, has been really for me. And and I performed, and I did stuff like that too. So I mean, you know, I'm hopefully other people, maybe other people, got some enjoyment from my drumming. But it was really like it was at the heart of it. You know, because even when I was in bands, it was like about the camaraderie and it was about being with people um, that I that I cared about. Um, but recently I have started uh, playing in a, in a more kind of. Um, I don't know, like a, a more kind of healing setting, like a like a ceremonial setting and a mindfulness kind of way. Um, and that's been exciting. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. That's awesome. That's, it's evolving for you, with you and expanding out to other people besides yourself. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier that folks were coming to you for advice. Mm. Is that something that inspired the, the path, uh, on, in terms of coaching? Yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> so what's interesting about that is like I think inspire Yeah, I mean I I I'm just thinking about the word like did it inspire that it it's it's almost like it revealed like coaching revealed that this this thing that I do Ooh. is actually a thing of value in the world and has this name does that make sense? 
Yes, and I love that it was edited to from inspired to revealed. Like it was there all along, which ties back into what you said earlier about uh, when it comes to the healing process, we're just kind of making our way back to ourselves. Yeah. So in that yeah, we were that. already coming to you for advice naturally, um, yeah. just spoke to something that was already there for you. Right. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and yeah and thank you for <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you for making that connecting those dots too, because I, that, um, that, that is, that, that's what the experience was like for me. Um, I, I discovered coaching, um, as a profession, uh, that would have been in somewhere around 2012, maybe, um, pardon me. And, um, you know, I, I was I was going through a transition. This was the first time I was um, like without a job uh, in my life, uh, and so I had to be. I, I was just in, in a place where I was really focused on like, what do I want for my life? You know, where where do I what do I want to be doing? What do I want to be engaged in? And so, I started researching all these different things and 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 came up on coaching and read the description. And it was like, this is literally how I live my life. So like I could get paid for this. Like I could do this and, and, and people would give me money. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, a what? Moment. What? <laughs> That's exactly. It's exact. It was one of those moments. Yeah. It was. It was totally one of those moments. Mm-hmm. So I, um, yeah, I. It coaching for me feels like my natural orientation. In mm. It feels mm-hmm. like how I live, how I breathe, how I'm in relationship with people. Um, is is what it is. It's kind of funny. Here, this might illustrate something. <clears throat> when I was when I was going to get certified as a coach, um, I had to go to these classes that were in uh, in New York, and it would like you'd have to be there for like the whole weekend, you know, um, mm. like full day of class, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you'd end you know Sunday night at like six o'clock, and that was the early night, and. I did this once a month for, I don't know, like a year or something. I don't know how long it was. It was a while. And it didn't make sense to me to go back and forth to, um, to connect from Connecticut to New Haven every, excuse me, from Connecticut to New York every night. Uh, and I had a cousin who lived in Brooklyn. So I would go stay at his place for the weekend while I was taking my class. I was telling him about this coaching and just describing things to him, describing some of the concepts, describing some of the stuff. And he's like, so how will I know when I'm talking to you if you're coaching me or if this is actually, or if this is you? <laughs> I was like, so you can, so like, you just, you can't tell, like you can't tell the difference between me, the coach and me, your cousin. Mm. And, and, and that was just, that was just powerful uh for me in that moment because the the description of what coaching is um 
sounded so familiar to him that he he wouldn't he wasn't sure if he'd be able to distinguish. <laughs> That's some good alignment and affirmation right there. That is good alignment if ever there was some. Yeah. Yes. So this is something that you do as part of that's also included in the Black Obsidian Men's Group. Could you talk to us more a little bit about that? What goes on with that? What sparked it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so Black Obsidian, um, as you mentioned, is this uh, affinity space for specifically for people who identify as men and people who identify as Black. And I, I use that language um, very intentionally because... Um, you know, the word men comes along with a connotation and, and I'm, what I'm trying to do is help people understand that it's, it's broader and it's not even, it's not even like I'm, I'm a, I, I'm on a, like, like an awareness campaign. Uh, this is the space that I'm wanting to create mm. in the world. And so that's, that's why that language is intentionally uh, open to anyone who identifies as a man, regardless um, of what anyone else might say. Yeah. Right. Um, and um, and so you know, so this I, when I started on this road of of kind of introspection and healing and and and, and kind of looking at looking at myself. Um, I began participating in all of these, uh, kind of wellness practices. So, you know, I took yoga classes. I, uh, I, I went to all of the, the leadership circles and the, the interpersonal dynamics, you know, I took the courses, I, I did the things and, and in all of these experiences, wonderful they were, I mean, amazing, like really uncovered and peeled back a lot of layers for myself. So really powerful experiences. And I was typically one of very, very few men, if any at all. Mm. Um, and definitely the only black guy in the room. Yeah. Always. Always and forever, always, not forever, but always. <laughs> um, and um, and then and then, one day it happens. I'm I'm going. I'm on this retreat, and I show up. And so then, there are two other black guys. Two. Yeah. That, I I was I, I was blown away, and and one of the. <laughs> The thing is, this one of the guys in particular was like every time he opened his mouth, whatever he said was just like the most magical thing I had ever heard. Mm. It just like it spoke like directly into my soul when he spoke. And I had not experienced that kind of connection or sense of belonging in these groups before, no matter, like they were powerful and I loved them. That's why I kept coming back. That's why I kept doing all these things. But I had not, I realized in that moment that I had not ever experienced the kind of belonging that I experienced when that other black guy was there speaking his truth, but mm -hmm. somehow articulating something deep inside me that I had not quite understood. 
right? And so I was like, I want this all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so I looked around. There was nothing. So I made it. (laughs) Because that's what artists do. That's what artists do. Yeah. A very good friend of mine, uh, we were talking about open mics and open mic spaces. And uh, he said that, you know, sometimes it gets hard to go to open mics because we hear some of the same things over and over again. Mm. And that some of the, it's just, it's just hard to hear all the mm. time. And I was like, that is completely understandable. And also where else do we go? Yeah. What else is out there for us? Where else can you talk about your experience as uh, a BIPOC person? Where else can you talk about, and and not and not talk about in the in sense of like for a reason like if I am on a panel for LGBTQIA folks or the LGBTQIA community I am speaking for a reason. If, yeah. Whereas where can we go to just express to mm. disconnect? Mm-hmm. What does it do if you never see yourself in the room? What does it do if you never hear yourself in the room? What does it do if you if you never hear your story? or hear part of your story come out of somebody else's mouth. Yeah. Uh, it does something to you. It does. In the same way that it did something for you that you that you heard that, that you heard somebody else say something that resonated to the depths of your soul. Mm. It just helps yeah. make you feel less alone. And it yeah. makes you feel seen. And, and, and on like the plus side, you feel celebrated and you feel affirmed and you're like, oh, it's not just me. Great. Love that for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not being a mosquito in the world, you know, <laughs> full of shame, and- full of shame <laughs> and, and other people's blood. Yeah. So, I- sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I, I was just saying. Um, I don't know what I was saying, but I was agreeing with you. I, I think I was just reliving, reliving the moment. I, mm. I got to, um, I got to hang out with that guy again um we we actually ended up on a panel together where he was moderating um and it was just such a joy and and i described to him uh what that experience had meant for me and and what it subsequently led to um And it was just a beautiful exchange. It was just a wonderful, it was a wonderful moment. I think so often we're not aware of the impact that we have in the world or on other people. Um, And really sometimes just like the the simplest act. I mean, he wasn't trying to impress me. He was there trying to work on his own stuff, do his own thing. Um, But in, in doing that, um, you know, gave a part of himself that, you know, essentially turned into this group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a beautiful moment. And, and my hope is that maybe this group can do that for its members, um, like on a regular basis. Right. And right. That would, be, that would be reason enough. Mm-hmm. Mm, 
Yeah. I love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that was I was that a question? I don't even know. I I I lost my place. I'm sorry. The 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 original original question to this topic was uh, I was just asking you to tell me how uh, the Black Obsidian Men's Group was yes. started, what right. sparked it, and you sure answered it. Okay. okay. Full circle. <laughs> full circle. Okay. That was great. <laughs> you all right. Got you deep. mentioned that uh, that you had started coaching in 2012. Is that when you were also like, like full time entrepreneur? For folks that don't know, if I didn't mention it at the top, uh, Eric mm. Ray is full time entrepreneur. You know, all that good stuff working <laughs> yeah. by working for um, others, by working for community. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yes, that was so that was about the time that I started training as a coach, but I wasn't working as a coach just yet formally. But of course, I had been a coach all my life. Right. So this wasn't like like nothing had really changed. I, I just I have like a little I have a credential. I have some papers that say that I can do this. Um, but it's you know, it's it's me. Um, but yeah, that was about the time that I started doing, um, consulting work. In fact, it was the consulting work that helped to finance the coach training to mm. be, um, that's how I was able to pay for it. Cause I wouldn't have been able to pay for it otherwise. Yeah. Um, the consulting work I was doing was, you know, essentially using the expertise that I had gained um, in the, you know, professional world. Uh, but yeah, just sort of transferring that and using it in a, in a slightly different context. But I had done workforce development for like 10 years before I came to coaching. Um, so I had that kind of longstanding knowledge. Yeah, I'd been in the field long enough to kind of like see a little bit of the curve and like see how things have changed and, you know, be able to offer some perspective using that, using that lens. Um, so that was the beginning of my kind of uh, consulting career and, you know, was able to kind of piece together like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different, like just little like gigs is what I called them. Cause that's mm-hmm. what they were. They were like these little one-off you know, three months doing this, a month doing this one time delivering this, a talk or a speech or, or a, a workshop, you know, for, for a couple of hundred bucks and just like piecing it together like that. And I did that for probably about two years, mm. two or three years, just kind of piecing it together. Um, and it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to hustle. It's hard to not know. It's hard to not plan, not be, feel like I couldn't plan because I didn't know what my financial situation was going to be like. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was about the time that that transition really. And I mean, you know, here's, here's a nugget, I guess I would pass along is that like, I, I would not have like quit my job. Mm. I didn't like it, but I thought that I had a responsibility 
to, to I don't know, to the job, to mm-hmm. to my partner, yeah, to my ego, maybe. Mm-hmm. But whatever for whatever any combination, some combination of the, all of those things, right? Um, had me feeling like I need, like I need to be able to, like, pay my way in the world and like be able to provide like what I can for me and for my family and for whatever, right? Like that. That's just like I was locked into that. Yeah, I would not have quit that job, but I was laid off from the job and laid off in a way that did not allow me time to look for something else. I was just out of a job. Um, and so, yeah, that made me really, um, kind of buckle down and, and ended up being like one of the best things to ever happen to me, honestly. Mm. And, and honestly, it, that, that's this, and it's been two times, right? Like, so once was this first foray into entrepreneurship, but then I fell into the same trap because as an entrepreneur, I was a consultant, but I was brought on as like on this long-term contract. Um, it was a long-term contract. So, but it was a long-term contract that was like month to month. Right. So I could be let go at any month, but they were, it was clear, they made it clear to me and I could tell by the work that they were going to need somebody to do this for a long time. Yeah. And then I got comfortable again. Oh. And then it became this environment that was like super toxic, was not good for me. I dreaded going to it every day. But it was a paycheck and it was a regular paycheck and a reasonable one. So it was one that I was happy with. Yeah. And and then I got fired again. Not fired, not like for cause. It was like, we are having issues uh, and like we can't afford you, essentially, is what happened. So we have to let you go. Wow. And that, once again changed my life when was this in the timeline 2014 that was yeah that was like 14 or 15 no 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 it was later than that uh i don't know don't, it's so weird now with this pandemic who knows what year it even is now i don't know <laughs> it was, it's hard to think because I want to be like, it was three years ago, but I have to remember anytime I'm thinking in these terms, I have to add an extra year because one of them <laughs> fell into a black hole. <laughs> so, I think it's important for people to, at least for me anyway, when somebody, when anybody is sharing what we deem like a success story or that they're doing the thing that somebody else wants to do. Yeah. I don't think we talk enough about the time that it takes. Oh, oh, hell. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the time. (laughs) I agree with you 100%. I say this. I say this to my clients. I say this to my friends, family. I'm going to say it to you and say it to all your listeners. Everyone sees what you have become. No one sees the becoming. It's just what it is. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that for the folks in the back? I'm going to say it again for the good people in the back. We love y'all too. You got here a little late. And I'm going to say it again. Everybody sees the becoming. Excuse me. See, I messed it up. I was going for drama. And I messed it up. 
here's okay, the okay, okay we can reset the stage hold on hold on hold on i'm sorry <sighs> eat that for the rude uh late folks in the back that we still love very very much thank you for that for the people in the back please know that everybody sees what you have become but almost nobody sees the becoming It takes incredible work and time, and it looks like things precipitate all of a sudden. It looks like you see this person once, and now you're starting to see them everywhere. It's just like they decided on Monday that they're going to be an entrepreneur, and by Friday, whoa, they're in all the papers, they're opening up their store. They're opening up their second store next week. And on Friday of the following week after that, they're on their way to meet Oprah. Talk. Uh, that's how people think, right? Like that's how people look at it. And like, you can't blame them. I mean, that's what it is, right? Social media has you thinking that things just happen in like two months, like two, three months, you could be on. Yep. Yep. And that's just that's just so far from the reality. But here's why it looks like that. So I, I recently discovered this um, because it, it is it would be easy to be like, well, it's social media, right? Like it's all that that. But I, I feel like this thing has happened for a while. But here's I think the concept behind it, right? It's this idea of like it's like built up potential energy. Right. So, so, so here's the, here's the example. I read this in a book and I thought it was brilliant. I can't remember the name of the book. Now I think it's about habits, building good habits. Mm -hmm. Anyway, imagine there is an ice cube on a table. This ice cube on this table is in a room that is, uh, let's say 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So the ice cube is perfectly content and happy and, and full and solid and life is good. Uh, and then the room goes from 21, from 20 degrees to 21 degrees. It's a little warmer. The ice cube can kind of feel it, but it doesn't matter. The ice cube looks exactly the same. It's, it's fine. It's what it is. But now the room is putting in that work again. And, and, and the temperature goes from 21 to 23. Ooh, big jump. But the ice cube is like, I'm good. The room keeps working and it gets up to 24 and 25 and 27 and 29. It gets to 30. Nothing. But at 32 and a half, that ice starts to melt. But the room did not get there from 20 to 21, right? It had to put all that work in there to get from 20 to 30 before it actually saw any outward results. And that's what building a business, building a, 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 a person, building yourself, that's what it's like. You put work in day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And you see nothing. But all of a sudden, you get to a critical tipping point. 
Mm. And the ice melts. That's what it is. That might become a painting. Yes. Yes. So since we're on this topic now of time and lessons learned, yeah. what are some other important lessons you've learned on mm. this entrepreneur journey? My goodness. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to people who have already quit. It's going to get hard. Some people are going to quit. And when they quit, they're going to have a lot of advice for you. You don't need it. You'll be fine. So don't take advice from the person who's already, they're not on your path and it's okay. Like it's not, it's no shade. It's they're not on your path and it's okay. But you also don't, don't need to accept your advice. Everything that you need, you already have right now. And that's literal. I mean that literally everything you need to get to the next step. You already have, I don't care who you are, where you are, how you're listening to, it doesn't trust me when I tell you everything that you need to get to the next step toward where you want to go, you have right now somebody in your network, somebody you know, your next door neighbor, uh, uh, somebody you are going to meet in 20 minutes. You already got it. Trust that and make your decisions from that place. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, dear listeners, you're, you're being coached right now. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it. So the coaching, coaching is actually like, I, I just ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely do this kind of stuff with coaching. Yeah. Um, every now and again, something fits and I offer a perspective. Um, but no, coaching is just me being like, it's not just me. There's, there's a whole thing that goes to it. But yeah, it's more questions than answers for sure. Oh, this, this, this felt like um, it landed like a reminder, mm-hmm. which at least for me, if I'm being coached by somebody else, I want to hear. I definitely would want to hear. You already have the things. Yeah. 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 And now I will ask you a series of questions to just get you to remind yourself that you have the things. Right. You have the things. Or to help you identify the things mm-hmm. or, or, or to, to, you know, to convince you that you have the thing, like whatever it is, like that's, like that's where we go. But yeah, but we start with that premise that, that like, and also that like we are, we're whole, we're already whole. Mm. We're creative, we're whole. Um, and, and trust that and move from there. That's scary. That goes so counter to everything else that we've been taught. Yeah. Yeah, that it we does. Need to fill up on things that we need to fill right. up with people that we need to complete ourselves with one other person that we are not whole as we are in right. one way or another. Well, wholeness is not profitable. Mm. That's part of the challenge. Oh. Oh. If, if wholeness was profitable. Oh my. We'd be all, so we'd be, every one of us would be a guru right now. <laughs> that, 
or at least that's what the world that's what that's what media would be telling us media would be telling us each one of y'all is a guru yeah. Oh my God. Congratulations. Congratulations. Let the competition begin no, for best no. guru now. <laughs> it would still get ruined somewhere. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Is there, you mentioned earlier the story of the man that you had met who was in, in the same room as you. And when he spoke, it just resonated with you. Yeah. Is there, is there a story that sticks out to you from the work that you've done? a moment, a conversation, somebody that was like, yo, you changed my life. I feel like less of a mosquito. Like, mm. <laughs> is there a story like that? That's, um, yeah. I mean, on, there's, there's tons of those, honestly. Um, yeah, there, there are, there's tons of them. And so, so here's what I'll say about that, I guess, which is that, um, in addition to having everything you need, there is also, uh, there's just magic everywhere. Mm. There's, there's just, it, it's just magical. Like, like your life is just magical. Mm-hmm. Just like you, you're breathing and this conglomeration of skin cells and tissues and whatever, just like springing forth from the earth and sh- like, like with spinning on a ball, like hurtling through space and time, around a day start like it's it's just it's magic it's just magic and so if you have that be your baseline premise every conversation is something of awe inspiring stardust mm. like that's what's happening like right now in the moment and it seems it might seem mundane and silly and look like sometimes things are mundane and silly but also a lot of times there is so much magic that is just overlooked. Hmm. We just miss it because we're preoccupied. We're not present at all in that all manner. And the same is true for, I'm not like, I'm not excusing myself. I'm, I'm in this group. Um, yeah. So yeah. Conversations. Yeah, I've I've had I've had I've had tons of them. Yeah. Um and it's because I think I have given them the space uh and the permission to be magical. Mm. Um yeah. That's beautiful. I think and that's speaking funny. of conversations, you this was also part like I had already heard about you through uh, hearing about the Black Obsidian men's group. Yeah. And then I had learned that you also have a podcast. <laughs> and then I saw you in person. I kept hearing mm. from folks, you know, you should really meet Eric. Yes. And then the universe was like, okay, you should really meet Eric. Right. <laughs> and then I saw you at an event. And because I am who I am, I walked up to yeah. Eric and said, we should be friends. We should be friends. Yeah. I, I were, those were the very first words that you said to me. And I was like, yes. I'm pretty sure that's what I said, right? Like, I was like, yeah. yes. Who are you? Right. And then the logistics came in after. Right. Yeah. But speaking of conversations, um, I was on the Entrepreneur Series. You were. Um, and I love how how much um, 
how much like in alignment our podcasts are to one another in terms of speaking to creatives. So, you know, let the folks know at home, like what the podcast is about and, and what you're aiming to do with the podcast. Mm, All right, cool. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's interesting because it's, so this is something I, that originally came out of some work I did for the New Haven Public Library. I was for a time the, uh, the entrepreneur in residence at the library. And my role as the entrepreneur in residence was to, um, I did a couple of programs a week where um, they had some pretty broad flexibility about what, what the programs would be. Um, and then I also had like office hours, right? Like I would provide some coaching for folks who uh, wanted it with regard to a business they were starting or had started or whatever thinking about starting all like all, you know, all range, the full range of, of entrepreneurial experience. And, uh, one of the programs that I had suggested was one that really centered and focused on the business of art and how artists are making a living. Um, in some ways that was kind of like my, my attempt at a kind of like a little bit of a takeover. Like I, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted to just have like a show about artists that centered black people of color, women, you know, the folks who, who are traditionally overlooked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in, 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 in art, um, or, and if not overlooked, like, you know, whatever, like undercompensated, you know, all, all the stuff, right. I don't, I don't things. Need to, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I was just, <laughs> right. I, uh, I wanted to just do this thing where like, I could just talk with people who were creatives, who were also trying to get some money for their art. Yeah. Um, and that's how it started. And I, I had, I started with just like my, literally like my, my friend circle, like people I knew personally, um, and, and spread out from there and got to interview a lot of people. Um, it was, it's, it's really cool. I'm not sure if they're going to continue it, um, in that capacity. Well, they should, but you know, maybe it can live somewhere else. That's a beautiful thing. thing. That's a thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in these conversations that you've had with other artists and also like through your own experience, what, what have been like tangible things, um, that people can do or that has been helpful to them, um, in this journey of being an entrepreneur? Is it, is it us like going to podcast, like listening to podcasts? Is it, is it us reading up on books? Is it experience? Is it uh, something like, do we need to meditate every day for 15 minutes in the morning, uh, basking under the sunlight specifically at like 8.35 AM? Um, like <laughs> what are some things that have popped up 
uh, through the conversations that you've had that has been helping folks along the way? Yeah. Um, yeah, all those things are good. I, I don't have a specific prescription. I think people can, people need to find their way because they're, all those things are important for different reasons. Here's, I, I think here's, here's the thing that I would say. It's not, it's not a silver bullet kind of thing. Uh, but I do think it's probably an important, one of the most important indicators of success. And that is, um, do stuff. Mm. It's like, you know, reading is good. Getting knowledge is good. Centering yourself in meditation, critically important. Unlocks so many things. Do that. Um, uh, uh, but nothing beats experience. Nothing teaches you more mm-hmm. than doing the thing. So if there's a thing you want to do, the quickest trap is to be like, I need to have this, then boom. Oh. <sighs> you mean I can't sit here and just grow confidence in my brain nah. and then do the thing? Nah. Wow. I mean, look, you could think that is what's happening until you actually get out there and do the thing. And all of that confidence that you worked for the last two years to build up is going to go out the window. It's, you, you have to just do it. You have to and just do the thing. I know. And it sounds so simple and it, it almost sounds patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, we, we love to complicate the simple things. Yes. And also, it's not coming from that place. It's coming from a place of, I can't, t- I don't know what you, I don't know what you need. Mm. But if you want that thing, do it. Like, <laughs> go, like, go get it. Like, like, go get it. And, and then the rest will, will come. Like, the rest of it will come. Like, you may get to a point where you sort of max out and realize, oh, you know why? It's because I need to meditate. I need to center myself. Mm. And then that becomes a central part, like, cool. And you may get to a point where you realize, oh, I just actually don't have this bit of knowledge. Okay, go get you a book and read. Figure it out. You'll figure it out. Ask YouTube, ask the Google, ask your friends. You know, somebody knows right now in your network. Somebody knows the answer to your question. You can find it. We live in 2021. There's no lack of information and like almost anywhere. So like you can do it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, so it is, it, it, to me, you know, it's like start the thing. What is a thing you can do today? Right. Like shut off this podcast. No, listen, but like, and come back and listen again and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, like finish the thing. Like, just, you know. like, yeah, finish it. And like, yeah, like do, you know, do the thing. No, no, but honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Do it right now. Do it now. One thing, two things, but start it. Start it. Set yourself up. Yeah, you'll learn so much more 
and actually it is it's it's important for your own sense of integrity right yeah. like if you keep saying you're going to do a thing but you never do it somehow underneath you just erode your own integrity like you don't trust yourself anymore and that spills over into everything your intuition your sense of purpose and direction all of those things get impacted when you don't trust yourself and also i don't know i i don't know i don't know if i can trust you if you don't trust yourself mm. maybe i don't know i don't I, i'm 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 undecided on that but i feel like i feel like not so much i feel like it would i feel like it would wear on me oof right now i have to like take on or make up for, or overly compensate for, maybe? Maybe, I don't know. I, I mean, just because- At least that's what I do. I certainly do that. Like if somebody is like lacking in like believing in themselves or trusting themselves, I then am like quick to be like, no, no, you can do the thing. Come on, you got this. And then I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, right. But is no, that- I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's that, right? There's that trade-off. So yeah, and and none of this is a prescription. I I, w- I want to be clear on that. Like I, you know, I, but I, I do think that you don't get the things that you want by you know I don't meditation or prayer. Mm. Uh, it's going to be tough probably for some people to hear, but like it, I I just think that that's true. I think you have to work for it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it says something like that in the Bible somewhere too. I'm pretty sure it's like faith without works is nothing. Right. Isn't that something like that? Yeah. You're sitting there waiting for the confidence to get to you. Ah. (laughs) Even God was like, do the thing. You got to do the thing. You got to do the thing. Build the confidence by, (laughs) by doing the thing, by, by failing at it and learning. By having a win and and delighting in it, it's Sorry. all yeah. It's all gonna be scary. Yeah. If you do great, it's scary because now you're setting a different standard for yourself and you're proving to yourself that you can do a thing and now you want to do the other thing. Yeah. And it's scary if you quote unquote mess up, but then there's a lesson in that and how you can like reapproach it. Of course. And that's that can be fun. It's also in like the whole framing of the thing. Mm-hmm. I like that everything is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it is the thing. The thing on the thing of the thing. Yeah, for the thing. But the thing of it is this. Mm. It is... <laughs> <laughs> there's all... <laughs> there's also... Um, so it's it's doing and, like, being. There's two parts of it. Like, enjoy it, too. It, because all there is is the journey. It's it. It's the, all there is, is the journey. You're just, you're going to keep journeying. So like, get into it. Yep. Yep. You know? It's yours. Oh, it's yours. It's nobody yeah. else's. It's your journey. And it can be so rad. Right. Right. It, so could be, it could be exactly what you want it to be, what you need it to be, what you never thought it could be. That's the other thing too, like vision and dream, man. Like make it big because if you can see it in your head, you can go out there and do it. I'm I feel reasonably clear on that. I mean, we haven't figured out all the way how to defy physics yet, but we got some good ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, 
we could we could figure some stuff out for sure for sure so go big you want the the compound in you know canada go get it you want to you want to play saxophone on the eiffel tower go go do it <laughs> go get a saxophone go to start it up. Start it today. Take your sax lessons today. Yeah. Watching YouTube. You can't buy a saxophone. Watching YouTube video. Get Learn it. how to anyway. Yeah. I saw this guy make a saxophone out of a carrot. Um, a swat? <laughs> Excuse me? It was, it was a carrot. It was the end of a... Of a... Plunger. Okay. And he just like drilled a hole in this carrot. He attached something to because there was a little curve. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Yes, please. Not yeah. that I'm already Googling it or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I'm already looking at it. <laughs> he definitely drills a hole in a carrot. He attaches like like a plunger or something to the end of it and starts and and puts a reed on it and just starts playing saxophone. Wow. Anyway, we got off on a tangent. That's okay. What I'm saying is <laughs> go do the thing and enjoy the journey on the way. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's no like plot twist. There's no there's no destination. No, it's really, I mean, yeah, there is, but you get to decide. Like, you do it. You say where you want to go. And um, the going is the destination. But it's the, but that. Because then it changes. Your destination is like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It changes <laughs> sometimes regularly. Sometimes it depends on what time of day it is. Yeah, this this person had an idea to like play saxophone, and then they were like, "I don't know that I could get my hands on a saxophone, but I have a carrot." But I have a carrot. Did you see this? Did you find it? No, no. Oh. I'm assuming I'm making up his story for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good, it's a, it's a good one. and I feel like it's maybe not that far. <laughs> um, All right, I have several more questions to uh, to go through with you. Okay. Let's do and it. this one involves time travel. I love it. <laughs> you had actually asked you had actually asked me something similar uh, on your podcast, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'd be asking that question too." <laughs> if you can time travel back to your, I want to say, twelve-year-old self. Yes. Twelve is a, a an interesting year. Yeah. Uh, what words of love, encouragement, advice? would you give yourself then? Mm-hmm. I hope that's the intro music to you popping up on your 12-year-old self. <laughs> uh-huh, it is. That's exactly what my 12-year-old self would hear <laughs> as they begin to take in the visage. <laughs> Um, of, of, of my future self. What, man, that's, that really is a loaded question. And I ask this question all the time and I feel like I should have been prepared for this. Um, 
and um, and I'm not. There's so many things. Okay, let me let me let me boil it down. What would I say? Do I have a limit on how many words I get? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I could talk. I might could just talk. Uh, like the uh, next definitely thing. less than four minutes would be great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many words you can. I could get a lot of words. <laughs> No, I, I'm going to keep it simple. I'll keep it to a couple of sentences. Um, I would re, I would, I would share with him some of the wisdom that I carry with me now. Really, that's that's the simple answer to the question. And so, some of that wisdom is is wisdom that I've I've shared with y'all. Um, do the thing. That's one. Two is um, trust yourself. Like, regardless, no matter what anyone else says. You know, don't be arrogant or cocky about it. Like learn and be open to new ideas, and new understanding, but also trust your own knowing. Mm. I would say. All right, well, OK, well, let's just let's just let's just go there then. I would say um, your father is a hurt human. And he has nothing for you. Oh. Oof. It's not you. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I, I would say. Like, I would explain that that's what's going on. It's not you. It's not you. It's not mm. you. Just know that. It's not you. Um, I would say... You will grow up to be a good man. Whatever that means, whatever that means to you, that's what it'll be. Boom. That's what I would say. Mm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna simmer in that for a second. Mm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Jesus. <laughs> My little inner child right now is weeping. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Cause our, our inner children are also friends, by the way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What is, what is something, first of all, thank you for that. Cause, uh, holy shit. Um, hmm. what is something you are curious about or want to learn more about? Mm. doesn't have to be related to being an entrepreneur by the way. Oh. Although it's all connected. It is all connected. Um, something that I'm curious about and something I'm learning more about. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped in this book right now called Come As You Are, which is about uh, human sexuality. Not broad like that. It's She's talking, this author is talking about um, this dual control model for sex and the way that we all have these accelerators and brakes, essentially, is what she calls them. Exciters and inhibitors. Mm. And um, 
and so we all, you know, sort of live on this spectrum and uh, the, the importance and power of context, it's things that are sort of like, as, as, as I read them, I'm like, this seems obvious when I read it, which lets me know that there's something like really wise about this. Mm. Um, and yet, I don't think, I certainly know that I didn't think this way. I didn't, I, I didn't have this kind of understanding and I've been really, really appreciating it. Just kind of like learning about this spectrum, even within the beautiful spectrum of humanity. Right. Cause like, like, like we're not talking specifically about the orientation or gender or any of that stuff. This is really just the brain mechanism. Mm. Um, we all have the same parts, just organized in different ways on like a genetic level. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's just been beautiful because it's also like, it's just normalized, um, so much stuff. Yeah. And, and, and it also has, It also offers a way to sort of be really like sort of steeped in my own individuality while connecting me, still being connected to everybody else. Mm. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that play. More for us to discuss in a future episode. I love it. <laughs> yes, Lord. Let's get it. So, so yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's what I'm learning about right now. Um, and okay. really, really enjoying it. Yep. Okay. Sharp left. Yes. What job would you be terrible at? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. All of them. I hate jobs. Um <laughs> Uh, what would I be really bad at? Um, I don't know, Selinda. There's so many things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't pick a thing. Um, I'll answer for myself and see if it inspires you. I would be a horrible waitress because uh, um, I can't remember diddly squat. And yeah. uh, well, I have selective memory is probably a better way to say it. Yeah. And uh, man, if somebody caught a toot with me because I forgot like the sugar for their coffee, right? Uh, I'm not lasting more than 15 minutes at the job, right? I yeah. would be an awful waitress. Also, I would steal so much food. <laughs> I would steal so much food. So let's be clear. Love it. And give it away. Yeah. Because a lot of food gets unnecessarily dumped out. So I would absolutely not care about policy and just take it and distribute it i don't i'm i'm, I'm struggling with this but here's what I, here's what i'm gonna here's what i'm gonna offer because i was thinking like <coughs> i feel like i could get myself to do just about any job reasonably well like i could pass on just about any job i don't know if that's hubris but like any job that i could get right like no one's gonna hire me to be like, I'm not going to be an astronaut. Like, I'm not, I'm not flying to the moon. I'd be really bad at that job. 
but that's not like a job, right? Okay, all right, I'm I'm going too deep. Here's here's, here's what I this is great. Here's what I know. Here's here's what I know. I know that I couldn't I couldn't be I couldn't be passable at things that I couldn't be with. So in other words, I have this weird fear and just like deep discomfort around horses. Oh my. Okay. Right? Strange. Yeah. I don't know why. It'd be but like that. It's okay. I'm uncomfortable around horses. They're huge. I feel like they can just kill me with one kick. Um, Sounds accurate. I just, I'm uncomfortable. And so like, if, if my job was to like, all of a sudden, like you plunged me into a gig where I had to take care of a horse, I would, (laughs) I don't know how good of a job I would do with that. Like, like, okay. I can acknowledge the horse's being right. Like I'll feed the horse, you know, like I'll put water out. Or whatever, you know, whatever horses drink, probably water. And that would be it. <laughs> Just make sure it's hydrated and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like I nothing else for y'all. Water and I don't know if I can do anything like. So you and I, I would have the same experience because as a waitress, all I would do is yeah. bring the water out yeah. and then I'm done. Right. Right. There'd be no warmth or humanity. <laughs> yeah. So you would be terrible at like caretaking horses. I love horses. that. You, which also means you couldn't be a jockey. No. You, I, I rode a horse once. It was okay. Okay. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. I wasn't. I mean, here's here's the salient memory. We rode on the beach, then into the water, and the horse that I was riding on took a shit in the water. Oh well, they do that, yeah. And then it just and it just floated. Then the horse shit just floated, and I was bothered. I was uncomfortable. I was bothered. <laughs> okay. So I would not make a good horse rider. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't make a good horse kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, that's not. It wouldn't be. No. On the flip. Yeah. If you weren't doing the things you were doing, do you have a secret career desire? Mm. I don't know if you need inspiration. Well, so here's the thing. Here's what's interesting. I feel like... I hope you say horse caretaker. No, but I'd be a breeder. I'd be, I, I secretly want to breed horses. No, I don't know. I, I, I wish nothing but the best for horses. And I hear breeders maybe are not so good for them. So um, just because I'm terrified of them doesn't mean I want to exterminate them from humanity. Mm-hmm. Unlike mm-hmm. humans. Um, <laughs> but what, um, what would I be, what, oh, what would be like a secret? So here's the thing. I think like some of the things that I'm doing are almost like precursors. Mm. But here's what I think is dope. Here's what I, here's what I, here's what I do think is dope. I would love if I could, I'm going to put it out into the air right here today. 
So when that on your podcast, (gasps) if I could do something, whether it was like write, maybe a song, maybe a book, maybe a screenplay, a, a, a play, but write something that becomes a standard. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I feel that. So that I could just live off of the residuals. Like I, like I could just like, it would just do its thing and would provide for my life financially and maybe even the life of others. That would be really, that would be really choice. Mm. And then I'd just go on, you know, doing whatever, whatever the stuff, the stuff I'm doing now, basically. Word. I wouldn't, I'd maybe expand. I'd probably do a little more art just for art's sake. Um, Maybe. Yeah, no, not, I I definitely would. I would do more art for art's sake. I would make more music. I'd get into that. Mm. That's my secret thing. I... Uh, you know, I want to be a musician and I'm trying sort of, but not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not really. <laughs> Do I want it bad like that? No, That's I mean, I, I want it bad enough to be at the level where I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a couple of albums. I perform locally. I have a good time with it. I got my little group of guys and we drum and we do our thing. Little group. These guys are incredible, but I have a group of guys that we drum and we do our thing together. Uh, but do I want to be like on tour? No, no, no. I want to write the song that everybody plays and I get paid for it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's the, you know, but that's, I don't know. That's it's also, is yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, was there anything in this interview also a question we have in common anything I uh, that I didn't ask you that you wished I had asked about. No. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's up? What's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's actually this. I think my response to you is going to be the same thing you said to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is what's next? <sighs> Eric Ray, please <laughs> let the folks know at home what yeah. is next Mm, so many good things love Uh, this for you so many good things but the thing that i'm excited about um is deepening my work with with black obsidian and um yeah, I, I, I want it to expand. I, I want to be able to have more people, more men, more black men be engaged in this, in this, in this work, in the, in the process. Um, and I'm excited about that because it, it's, it's like, it's proper scary. Mm. You know, it's proper scary. It's like not so scary that I'm overwhelmed, um, but big enough to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but like in the most, yeah, again, like in the most, in the most wonderful, wonderful way. Cause I also like, I feel myself changing even from when I first had the idea of doing it and the kind of nervous fear that that brought to, to now thinking about growing and the excited fear that exists, but that I can feel myself different. Mm. Right. So it's the same excitement, the same kind of nervous, excited energy, but I can feel the difference in my own reaction. Um, and that feels like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. This is that tipping point thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been turning up the heat for a while now. And, and also like to be completely transparent, that shit is frustrating. It's frustrating putting in work and not getting results when you, when you want them. And it is an incredibly important part of the process. Uh, It's the art of farming. Yeah. It's unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. Farming. That's been the, the, the metaphor of the garden. Oh yeah. Have, has that been floating in your life right now? It's been floating in my life for about a year now. What the hell? That just, so that just came around for me like this, like two weekends ago. Yeah. And now I, not that I want to get away from it, but it's everywhere now. It's like I, it's a tipping point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking about gardens, but apparently now mm-hmm. the for is abound in like my life, the, the getting down to the roots yeah. and harvesting and then lying fallow for a while and resting. Uh, just the whole thing has just been like wild. I've been like, oh my God. Gardens. <laughs> okay. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Here we go. The frustrating part, the planting, the yeah. waiting, the yeah. keeping the seeds in the jar for the right season. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's hard. It's frustrating. It is. Um, and um, yeah. Stay, you know, be present. Stay present to it. Stay yes. Present. Yeah. So with all the things that you have coming up, how can we support you? Hmm. Um. Or just in general, how can we? Yeah, you? Like, hmm. That's. I don't know. Thank you for that question. I don't. People don't ask me that question a lot. Shame on them. No, I'm kidding. We're all learning. We're all learning. Yeah, yeah. I, so I. So I wasn't like you know. I wasn't ready with an answer. This is good. This is the, like the third time you've done this. Thank you. <laughs> um. Sometimes I'm ready. But no, I wasn't ready this time. So I would say, um, look, I, you know, whatever. I have I have Venmo and Cash App, so, so you can certainly hit me on on all of those. If you want to support Black Obsidian, um, I'm not 100% sure how all of that works, but we have a um, – you could certainly Cash App me directly uh, and just say this is for Black Obsidian, and I will apply those funds um, to whatever Black Obsidian may need. Um, and, uh, we also, we have a fiscal sponsor, the arts council of, of new Haven through one village, one village healing. So that's also another way. If you support one village healing, you are also supporting, um, my work, uh, through black obsidian. Um, so 
Yeah. Took me a while to get there. Okay. That's how you would do it. <laughs> you would go, you would go to Black Obsidian, uh, excuse me, you would go to uh, One Village Healing and, and I'm like 98% sure there is a uh, donate button there that, that you could use. Um, or you can hit me on Venmo and Cash App. Word. You heard the man. Do Venmo, the things. Eric Ray. I don't even know my Venmo. Zuna, I, Zuna, I, I'm, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> this is what I would be bad at. If my job was just purely <laughs> self-promotion. <laughs> I'd be terrible. <laughs> You're doing I'd, great. Okay. I'd be You're so doing terrible. great. It'd be so damn <laughs> Okay. Um, here is, so my cash app, my cash tag is dollar sign Eric Ray 731. Eric Ray 731. Ray is spelled R-E-Y. And my Venmo is Eric Ray, E-R-I-C-R-E-Y dash coach. This will also all be made available uh, on the podcast page where uh, I will be sharing Eric's bio and all of these tags he just shared so that you can support through there. It will also be on the podcast description on all major streaming platforms. So you can click through there as well. Um, And then, uh, which brings me to how can the good people at home appropriately stalk you? There is a wrong and right way to do it. <laughs> there is a wrong and right. Um, Black Obsidian. Is it healing? Let me see. Again, so bad at this. It's okay. Black Obsidian Healing. Uh, IG, at Black Obsidian Healing. Um, that's, that's the, that's the black obsidian one. And then, um, and yeah, and, and you can get all of the stuff that you need from me through there for sure. And, uh, yeah, that's me. I respond. I do the thing. (laughs) I do Um, the thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, now y'all know, uh, stay on the lookout. Please follow Eric on all platforms support if you can, when you can, and if you can't monetarily, you can always spread the word. Yes. The word is a powerful thing. Eric, thank you for thank being you. here. This I has been a delight. You. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I'm going to let you do the, uh, so every time I'm wrapping up the episode, I say, and now for the outro, but um, I would love to have you say that in whatever way suits you best. What feels good to you? Okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> and now for the outro, that's what I got to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And now for the outro. Wow. All righty, mi gente. This has been another episode of The Creative Alchemist. I am your hostess with the mostest, Sulinet. You can check out the rest of my life at sulinet.com. That's Z-U-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E.com. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and support it with a monthly subscription by clicking on this episode's description or by visiting anchor.fm slash thecreativealchemist. Thank you to our current supporters. Until next time, stay hydrated, stay creative. Peace.